0: Thank you for tuning in to ALE, the most considered podcast on topics of cybersecurity. Today, we will be discussing how U.S. foreign policy has related to cybersecurity threats from China and Russia, both historically and contemporaneously. This month, May 2021, a cyber attack by the Russian criminal hacking group DarkSide forced Colonial Pipeline to shut down 5,500 miles of gasoline conduits. The attack halted a full 45% of the East Coast's fuel supplies. Darkseid also threatened alternately to lock or publish 100 gigabytes of private pipeline information. Under this threat, Colonial Pipeline reportedly paid Darkseid Bitcoin valued at $5 million. Thus far, American authorities have not found evidence that Darkseid is state-sponsored, but the Russian government has at least turned a blind eye to Darkseid's activities. Therefore. President Biden emphasized Russia's responsibility to help mitigate the situation.
1: With the recent surge in internet usage due to the pandemic, cybersecurity has become ever more important. But the dark side attack was not an outlier. 2021 has seen three other major cybersecurity incidents thus far and we're not even halfway through the year. In January, a state-sponsored Russian group hacked SolarWinds, a network security company, using it as a conduit to access the encrypted systems of major corporations, universities, and government agencies. The U.S. government's cyber defense programs failed to detect this attack for at least nine months and only acted after FireEye, a private cybersecurity company, revealed the breach. Similarly, in March, a Chinese hacking group with alleged ties to the government hacked into a Microsoft Exchange an email server, gaining access to sensitive information from at least 30,000 American organizations. Then, in April, a Chinese hacking group with suspected ties to the government hacked PostSecure, a company that provides VPNs to connect remote workers to workplaces. This hack not only affected private companies, but also targeted key U.S. government facilities and critical American infrastructure. Such recent events beg the question how should we effectively respond
2: to cybersecurity attacks with a sustainable intervention? Several presidents have tried their hand at effectively enacting measures to combat cyber attacks against the U.S. government. However, none of them have been very successful in enacting long term, sustainable cybersecurity progress. Therefore, the U.S. government should not only invest in developing and resourcing national cybersecurity defense, but also spearhead an international effort to enact international cybersecurity regulations and to develop measures to ensure the security of private, corporate, and governmental information. In order to do so, we must further negotiations with individual countries in order to build communication on the topic of cybersecurity and the development of cyber norms.
1: Following cyber attacks from China in 2014, North Korea in 2015, and Iran in 2016, the Obama administration pursued several methods to discourage cyber attacks. First, deterrence by denial prevents hackers from benefiting from their operations. Second, deterrence by norms attempts to shape international law. Third, deterrence by punishment warns hackers that the consequences the U.S. will inflict are greater than the potential benefits of hacking. Although deterrence by punishment, which threatens consequences disproportionate to the actions of the perpetrator, deviates from international law on countermeasures, this method of deterrence gained popularity during the Obama administration due to its apparent effectiveness.
2: Yeah, exactly. Deterrence by punishment allowed the U.S. to establish cyber norms in 2015 when the Obama administration and China agreed not to partake in economic cyber espionage, Following Obama's threatened consequences of continued cyber attacks, including sanctions on Chinese companies. Previously, intrinsic differences between the US and other countries hindered progress. For example, China, Russia, and other like minded countries championed intergovernmental control over the internet and cyber sovereignty, while on the other hand, the US promotes internet freedom and supports this freedom of expression.
0: Obama also imposed sanctions on Russia in response to cyber attacks intended to interfere with the U.S. election, expelling 35 Russian diplomats from the U.S. in the process. Although several politicians spoke in support of these actions, the sanctions only served to antagonize Russia, who tweeted a picture of a lame duck in response, a reference to Obama's final days in office. Sanctions risk escalation, limiting the effectiveness of long-term cyber peace. Overall. Obama's administration was generally effective at implementing cybersecurity measures. But such progress was reversed under the next administration. Let's take a look at that.
1: President Trump and his administration were notorious, well, for many things, but as it pertains to our topic, they were notorious for taking a step backwards in the cybersecurity realm failing to address and shut down massive cybersecurity breaches during his time in office. Trump failed to hold adversaries like Russia accountable for hacking U.S. targets, including a huge hack in December 2020 linked to the Russian Foreign Intelligence Service, or SVR, that infected at least five federal agencies, the Commerce, Treasury, Homeland Security, and State Departments, as well as the National Institutes of Health. Trump fired Christopher Krebs, one of the most widely trusted cybersecurity experts, by tweet after his agency vouched for the integrity of the 2020 election, despite Trump's baseless claims that it was riddled with fraud.
2: The U.S. clearly has a responsibility to directly respond to these cyber attacks. So on May 12, 2021, which was mere weeks ago, President Biden issued an executive order on, quote, improving the nation's cybersecurity. The order revised cybersecurity policies by calling for the removal of barriers to sharing threat information, standardization of federal detection and responses to vulnerabilities and incidents, and enhancement of software supply chain security.
0: The U.S. has historically been one step behind in responding to cybersecurity attacks, especially those of Russian and Chinese state-sponsored and private hacking groups. The U.S. economy is highly dependent on the Internet, which makes the country vulnerable to cyber attacks. Cyber warfare presents a growing threat to physical systems and infrastructures that are linked to the internet. However, despite the U.S.'s large military budget and advanced technological capabilities, up until the cyber attacks of early 2021, focus on cyber defense had fallen by the wayside. Public interest in cybersecurity waxes and wanes with the latest crisis. U.S. cyber defense is so essential, but paradoxically, it is working best when the American public hears nothing about it. Cybersecurity may not look exciting or consistently score political points, but this is an absolutely critical aspect of national defense and which the US must allocate resources and talent. They may not have the look of heavy artillery, but strong cyber defense is an essential way to keep a nation economically and politically healthy.
2: Yeah, and failure to do so might mean a future in which other countries are reaping the lion's share of the benefits of technological development Rivals will strengthen their militaries and threaten U.S. security interests. And new innovation centers might replace the United States as a source of original ideas and inspiration for the world.
0: As great power competition moved to the cyber arena, It becomes a geopolitical battlefield upon which Russia and China disrupt, undermine, and even destroy U.S. interests to advance their own foreign policy goals. Competing cybersecurity resolutions from the U.S. and Russia risk slowing U.N. progress further, as the two draft resolutions and a newly proposed program of action raise questions about the future of cybersecurity negotiations at the United Nations. However, the Russian push for a new and extended U.N. open-ended working group which is the only forum open to all UN member states for deliberating how to promote a stable cyberspace, raises doubts as to whether the call for a program of action can achieve consensus support. Many feel that it is time to translate norms on paper into norms in practice, yet after a year of discussion, it is unclear how much more can be agreed among states beyond the existing agreements, such as on norms and the applicability of international law. Given this stagnation in the UN, The most effective way forward may be further negotiations between the U.S. and other individual countries.
1: This tactic worked for the Obama administration with regard to China, as we spoke about earlier. Following three meetings between President Obama and Mr. Xi Jinping over three years, the U.S. and China worked to renounce economic cyber espionage, establishing cyber norms that were eventually accepted. Russia and China similarly pledged cyber non-aggression to each other in 2015 through a bilateral agreement on cooperation in cybersecurity, which further supports the idea that negotiations between individual countries may pave the way for international regulation and cooperation in the field of Internet security.
0: The U.S. public has often underprioritized cybersecurity, but recent events in the field of cybersecurity have shifted the focus to support investment in cyber defense. However, national investment alone is not sufficient. The nation must invest resources and personnel into international cybersecurity measures. During the Obama administration, individual agreements between the U.S. and other countries effectively limited the number of cyber attack incidents. Therefore, though the U.S. can and should invest in improving national cyber defense efforts, the U.S. must also pursue international negotiations under the Biden administration with individual countries in order to take the first steps towards international regulation and communication regarding cybersecurity. Hopefully, with a greater sense of urgency towards the prevention of cyber warfare, we can work to prevent cyber attacks such as colonial pipeline or solar winds from reoccurring.
2: Well, that's all for today. Thank you so much for tuning into ALE, and we hope to see you next week on our episode about the South China Sea.